This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Mantra, all gas, no break, no break, no break. From New York City to Las Vegas to you, you. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It's getting a little bit easier to figure out who the next head coach of the New England Patriots is going to be. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Joseph Fortenbaugh. Joseph, good morning. Not a good morning, a very focused morning, a very mm-hmm. aggressive morning. Game three, Phillies, Braves later today, Nolan on the mound. I got to be focused here, Carlin. We're going to have a great show, don't get me wrong, but I don't have any time for antics, jokes, goofing around. Your boy is locked in today. Locked well, in. I got bad news for you. We got a lot of that in front of us this afternoon. And <laughs> because it's a rocking chair day for me, Joseph, I sit back and wait my for my next opponent after that Texas sweep. And we'll get to that a uh, little bit later on uh, as well. We need you to be a part, though, of the Carlin versus Joe Nation. Dr. Pepper, call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776-ESPN-NATION. Presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. With all of the troubles of Bill Belichick's New England Patriots this year, the talk has ramped up about what the future is going to hold for Belichick. It's something that we have been spending quite a bit of time talking about over the last few weeks because it was abundantly clear that the Patriots are going to have an awful season and it is playing out that way right now finally tom brady has weighed in on it of course the seven-time super bowl champion on his let's go podcast on sirius xm i think the results are are different from what they've been from but i know that he's still got the same you know work ethic he's got the same coaching style and you know i think the thing that i think it as I watch not only the Patriots, but a lot of other things, football's a hard sport. You know, it was very different when I was in there because I could control a lot of the outcome. You know, when I'm sitting here watching from afar, you know, I realize, God, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things that need to go right in order to have team success. And I was a part of a lot of those teams. And, you know, I didn't take any of those things for granted. I needed a great defense. I needed a great kicker. Obviously, I needed a great coach. I needed great receivers and a great O-line. If I was going to be successful as a player, I needed all those things. And I was fortunate to have a lot of those things over a long period of time. The teams that lose, they're putting a lot into it. The teams that win, they're putting a lot into it. It's a relentless sport. But the problem is the Patriots have none of those things. And the guy responsible for that, Joe, is the head coach and general manager. So let's start to look forward here. You don't want to put a guy, you know, out to pasture too soon, but it's all headed that way. We understand that Robert Kraft has absolutely a premium on winning right now it's pretty clear that the next head coach of the new england patriots a guy that Kraft absolutely will want to hire is going to be in the building next week i thought this was a little bit odd and you tell me if you felt the same when i heard this you know next weekend is the patriots hall of fame they're inducting players and such and other contributors you know who gets in next week who's that Mike Vrabel. I've heard of him. Mike Vrabel is on a bye week next week with the Tennessee Titans, and he's going to be in New England. 
And I'm not saying that this is the reason that Rabel's going to be the next coach of the Patriots. This is me purely with an educated speculation on the situation. Vrabel understands how the Patriots work. He understands what it takes actually to beat the Patriots. He's done that before in the postseason. He is as detail-oriented as Belichick is. He's got two years left on his deal in Tennessee. But are you going to tell me that Bob Kraft isn't going to want to hire Mike Vrabel to be their next head coach? I don't think there's any question. He is at the top of their list, and I don't think there's any question that Mike Vrabel would absolutely want to go there if the opportunity presented itself. There's a lot to like with that suggestion. A lot to like. Vrabel in his career as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, 50-37, and 2-3 and three in the postseason. He made it to an AFC championship game with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. They did have a lead against the Kansas City Chiefs before they ultimately lost it, but no shame in that. That was a very good Chiefs team, as we all know. Vrabel would be a nice bridge between the past and the future, He's a former Patriot. He understands the Patriot way. If Kraft isn't looking to depart too far from the Belichick tree, this would be the guy. He'd be well-received by Patriot fans. He understands what it takes to succeed in New England. He knows the fan base. He knows the team. He knows the group. There are a ton of boxes that you can check here, and he understands how to manage players in this day and age. Not against it by any stretch of the imagination. I just wonder that if you're going to move on from Belichick and signal a new era in Patriot football, do you want someone as closely tied to that previous era as Mike Vrabel? Or do you want a complete reboot? Because what we're thinking about here is not just a new head coach. We're thinking about a new quarterback. Mm -hmm. And as much success as Vrabel has had, given what he's been given, he hasn't necessarily done the job with the quarterback position that you're going to need to win at the Super Bowl level. Not to say it's necessarily his fault, but they drafted Malik Willis. I don't know who's responsible for that. They can't seem to get him on the field. They drafted Will Levis last year. They don't seem interested in getting him on the field just yet. Tannehill has been average to maybe slightly above average as an NFL quarterback. And if you are going to be bringing in, say you're in a position to draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, is Vrabel the guy to develop him? Because if he brings in an offensive coordinator to develop this guy and it works, that guy's going to leave for a head coaching job. Mm -hmm. That's the danger with hiring the defensive guys is that they're going to need an offensive mind to run their system. And if that guy does well, he's leaving. And if he doesn't do well, you're not doing well. It's Carlin versus Joe ESPN radio series XM channel 80. And it's a fair question about him with quarterbacks. I guess what I would counter that with was by the time Ryan Tannehill got to Tennessee, he was already just Ryan Tannehill, right. what he was going to be. And Vrabel has gotten this much out of him. I don't look to Vrabel to develop a quarterback. I look to Vrabel to bring in the right people to develop a quarterback and to continue doing it with the hiring process. And good coaches and good administrators who hire good people can continue to go and find the next good people. They went from Charlie Weiss to... Josh McDaniels to they went from Romeo Crennel to other younger coaches who got opportunities elsewhere to be head coaches. And while it didn't necessarily work out for a lot of those guys as head coaches, they were perfect there. My point is this. You can find the right guys. It's important to find the right guys. But I, I, in this case, I want somebody who, as you pointed out, checks all of the boxes. And if you're Bob Kraft... Are you more comfortable 
handing it to somebody that has come into your building and beat you and has done it with basically one running back and a pretty good defense. Has done that consistently that way. Not a dominant defense. He's done it with one great running back, an average quarterback, and that's it. And he came in and did it to you in the playoffs. And the manner... The manner in which they won that game where he yeah. outcoached Belichick at the end where Belichick tried to commit the penalty yep. to buy more time. Exactly. And Vrabel, Vrabel declined the penalty knowing what exactly what Bill was doing. It was genius. Yeah. And it really, it's a home run with the fans. It's a home run with everybody involved. And it, it does probably cost you. But think about what's going on in Tennessee for a second. And here's why Vrabel might want to go. You look at the fact that they haven't exactly done a great job of bringing in talent. You look at the fact that they have traded away some players that he wanted to keep. They traded away A.J. Brown. Oh, Remember how upset he was about that on draft night? We actually saw the video of him walking out of the room. He was so ticked off about it. And then they went to Philadelphia early in the season, and A.J. Brown destroyed them. Destroyed him. Destroyed him. He didn't want to lose him. He knew how good he was. And then you've got, you know, new personnel people in place. Now, Vrabel is the guy that's in charge there. But, you know, Rand Carthon and him, Rand Carthon's the GM. Are they, you know, that was kind of, uh, I guess the way one person put it to me, it's kind of an arranged marriage. Is that a great situation for Vrabel to be able to go and stay there or to go to a place that he's very familiar with, that loves him, the owner loves him, he knows how everything works, he knows where the bodies are buried, so to speak, and he knows how to get the job done. This, to me, you watch, Joe, and this is why I wanted to bring this up today. Next week, this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a thing next week when Vrabel shows up and the Patriots are still losing and they've got the Bills coming in and at halftime, this is why I think it's so odd that a guy who is an active coach somewhere else on his bye week is going to New England to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Can't we wait for another time for that? Like that feels odd to me. If you're Belichick, you got to shut this whole thing down. you got to shut this whole thing down. This Hall of Fame has got to be shut down. Obviously, that's tongue in cheek. That's not happening now. I mean, it's happening happening now. I I think there's a lot, a lot to what you're saying that's likable. He's. I'm interested to to see. Obviously, you would consider him a candidate. Who would he want as his personnel guy? Who would he want as his GM? It would be someone that if you're going to make the hire, you're not going to force him to work with someone that he hasn't approved. He's going to come in with his guy, and they're going to work together to build this thing up. I'd be interested to know who that is, but I think you make a lot of sense here. I think he's the guy that's at the top of the list. Patriot fans would get behind it. It's hard to not it's hard to not like it from a New England perspective. You wonder who would be the other candidates that could get you more excited, that could it's do a, a better question. job. It's and right now I'm question. not sure who that is. Well, we'll take suggestions. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Should Vrabel be the next head coach of the Patriots, or who should that be? And who are the really good candidates out there? Because I spent time this morning kind of going through some names mentally. Uh, Josh McDaniels, he's not going to be the next head coach. Do you think that Robert Kraft is going to let Belichick have a say in who the next guy is? I don't know. I mean, Gerard Mayo? 
I, I don't know that Bill gets to pick his successor. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. No, I don't I don't think you, you want that. Maybe I think he has you, a strong voice in it if he decides he wants to walk away from it at the end of the year. I think you just break off. You break off. You don't need yeah. the, 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 the past mingling with the future. Right? I don't disagree. Like you, just, you break off and you move forward. Or do you completely go off the rails and say, or, or off the reservation and say, let's go try to throw a ton of money at Lincoln Riley? Speaking I mean, of developing he's got a nice life in L.A. right now. Yeah. He, they don't play any defense whatsoever, and they're still undefeated. He's got a real uh, nice life. Know, I going from Southern California to Providence is not right. exactly, you know. It's not easy. It's no. not easy. The other, the other element to this, and I know you and I will discuss this later at some point, but if Belichick is on his way out, is that the end of Belichick, or is he going somewhere else? Because him question. taking up the reins somewhere else, it's just another fascinating angle to all of this. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who should be the next coach of the New England Patriots? Get in on that. It is Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. On the way, your calls and in moments, is Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, are, are they really to blame for what's going on in Denver? Because there are some pretty strong numbers that would indicate they're not. We'll explain next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Handoff, Brees Hall, right up the middle. Bust straight to the 35-40. He's loose at the 50. Right sideline, 40. Brees Hall at the 20. 10, 5. House goal. That's a jet touchdown. Russell Wilson being chased. He'll be sacked. The ball pops out. Loose on the far side. And scooped up. Brees Hall runs down the right sideline at the 10, 5. Touchdown. Racked up over 400 yards on him. Put up 31 points. It's on that front. I just have to say, I, 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 it's it's rare that I would say this, but if you just don't sit and enjoy my genius that pops up, there are oh, flashes. Here we go. 
There are. There we go. But Joe, here's here's what it is. Flashes. They show up in flashes. Like, you know, it's like Haley's Comet. Every seventy six years, it's something like that. You know, where it just, wow, you're right. You just I just hit you with a big boom on Mike Vrabel. This is what we're excited about, the Vrabel thing. The Vrabel is the next head coach of the Patriots. That's your Haley's comment. So that's well, it for the show, because I don't know how long you're living. Let's get some lunch. 76-plus current age isn't exactly youthful. Let's go get some lunch. <laughs> it's exactly. Let's get lunch. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series, 6M Channel 80. Who should be the next coach of the Patriots? Let's find out from you. Derek is up first in Oklahoma. Derek, who you got? You're on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just want to weigh in on the Mike Vabrell situation. So I don't think uh, Mike Mike Vabrell should be the next head coach of the Patriots because if I'm Mr. Kraft, there's no way that I'm hiring a guy that is a quote-unquote Belichick disciple because I want a guy that's going to come in with fresh ideas because the Patriot way is only a thing when you have Tom Brady on the center. So if I'm Mr. Mr. Kraft, I'm staying as far away from that idea as I can. Well, but you have to remember one thing. Vrabel has gone in there and beat them. Like, he's not doing it Bill Belichick's way. He's doing it his own way. He has maximized what he has had to work with, and he's got a record 13 games over 500 in, what is this, got to be, what, six years, five years by now? He Um, took over in, I believe, 2017? Yeah, and and he has done all of this. 2018, excuse me. He has done all of this with Ryan Tannehill. Like that to me, that that says a lot more positive than negative. Do you worry about bringing in somebody that is too much like Belichick? Do yes. you want to go completely yes. the other way? No, I'm not saying that because I don't want to. I don't want to. Not. I think Vrabel's done a tremendous job. Coach of the year in 2021, I believe it was, and for good reason. He has made more as a chef. He's made more with his ingredients than the large majority of the league. Okay, he hasn't had he's never had elite quarterback play. Okay, like there are guys like if you're Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid's done a tremendous job. But let's be honest with Patrick Mahomes, life's going to be a lot easier, just like it was for Bill when he had Tom Brady as his quarterback, Uh, just like it is for Sirianni with Jalen Hurts. This isn't to bring anyone's accomplishments down. It just does highlight the fact that you're more likely to have success if you have elite play at that position. He's never had that. He's been able to coach his team up to be competitive. Even when they lose, you don't see Tennessee get blown out all that often. You know what I'm saying? Like, they lose games, but they'll be right there. They lost that game to the Saints to open the season. They were right there in that matchup. They're They're generally playing you tight. They're playing you physical. He's got a good command of the locker room. You don't ever think of his guys as dysfunctional or checked out or anything like that. He's a tremendous head coach. I do think, though... That if you are set to move on from a two-decade relationship in a place like New England, do you honestly want to bring in someone that's tied to that past? Not to say it's a bad thing, but a, a fresh start, a new head coach, a new front office, a new quarterback, new ideas, a new era. Sometimes that might be the best thing rather than bringing someone in, trying to rekindle what you once had. It's not to like, knock but, Rabel, but I get the caller's point. But it's it's not like I think of, I don't think of Rabel as a Belichick disciple. He played there. That's fair. He played there. You know, like that's part of it. Sure. But it's not like you 
put Mike Vrabel on the Belichick coaching tree, so to speak. No, he's not there with McDaniel and Cronell no. and, and, and all Joe the other Judge guys that have and come all out. those guys, yeah. Right, he is not, he's not in that group. I would agree with that. Let's go to Reed. Southern Utah, up next, ESPN Radio. Reed, who you got? Greetings, fellas. I've got a, I've got a would you rather for y'all. Pat Fitzgerald or Mel Tucker? Oh, come on. Those are those. Are, just, <laughs> that, no. How about that answer? The, for the would you rather, the answer is no. I got a Mel word. Tyker, Pat Fitzgerald. Moron. I got a word. Moron. That's my word. That's what I'll use right there. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I mean, come on. Southern Utah. I didn't. I did not expect Southern Utah to come with the jokes today. So shout out to Southern Utah. Great place to the drive through. Well. <laughs> That group, they have got to be proud of what they got working there. It is, it is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Listen, the other part for me of this that becomes interesting is how does the rest of that look? Are they going to, whoever they bring in to be the next coach, do they keep a lot of this defense in place because they think it's that good when they're healthy? with Gonzalez and with Judon, or is it a complete reboot across the board? Are they just trying to come up with some players on offense that they just haven't had? I would be looking more than anything to address the offense aggressively and expensively if need be, because it has been years since that offense looked anything close to prolific. All right, defensive-minded, whatever, I don't care. I think the first thing you need to do is give the people reason to believe, and you're not going to do that by selling grinded-out football or by selling defensive football. You come in with a new regime, you draft a new quarterback, you have, if memory serves me correctly, the third most salary cap space available for 2024 as of right now. Mm -hmm. I think they have 42 players under contract for 2024, and they trail only the Bears and one other team in terms of available salary cap space. They've got money. Calvin Ridley is going to be a free agent wide receiver. Mike Evans is headed for free agency as a wide receiver. I would be looking to spend money on veteran receivers, veteran offensive playmakers to pair with a young rookie quarterback and to get this thing started next year. That would be my focal point. Because I'll tell you what, it, I don't, I doubt coaches and organizations think like this, but from a marketability standpoint, at least have me lose the game 31-28 rather than 24-10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, give me a fighting chance. That's what. That's what's fun about the Lions. Like, if the Lions are going to lose, they're probably going to lose in a 60-point shootout. The Chargers are going to lose 28-27. Like, at least give me something watchable. Give me some reason to believe that I might be in a competitive, entertaining football game. Coaches don't think like that. Front offices don't think like that. But at the very least, score some points. Give the people reason to believe. Right now, this is where it's the absolute rock bottom. Like, you're not just losing. You're not even scoring. You're doing nothing on offense. No, There's nothing worse in football than watching an offense that can't get first downs. In just moments, is Russ or Peyton really to blame in Denver? We'll discuss when we, you know, hang out here. <laughs> I was about to say when we return, but we don't return. We don't ever go anywhere. Are you buying time to get a read-in or something? No, no. I, I, I just caught myself saying we're going to return, but where the hell am I going? There goes that Haley's Comet moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that took about four minutes. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Tomorrow on Carlin versus Joe. 
With the Division Series coming to a close, three-time World Series champion David Ortiz joins the guys to look ahead to the League Championship Series. David Ortiz does it again! David Ortiz with Carlin versus Joe. Tomorrow at 2.20 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. The situation in New England is a fascinating one. So let's talk about it with somebody, you know, who played the game. That's Andrew Hawkins, ESPN football analyst who joins us right now. Hawkins, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh talking to you again. Uh, appreciate the time as always. So let's start there. We're, we're not just talking about the future of Bill Belichick in New England, but if they are going to move on from Bill Belichick, is it a situation, if you're Robert Kraft, where you would look to somebody completely different from Bill all across the board or would you bring back someone who probably understands and has had success and maybe pursue a guy like Mike Vrabel? If you're in that position, how are you approaching it? I mean, if, look, if Mike Vrabel becomes available or if there's some way that the New England Patriots can pry him away from Tennessee, then, yeah, that, that's my number one, regardless of what the philosophy is, whether you want someone who has been under Belichick or you want you know, just new blood. Mike Rabel is just a damn good coach. Um, and I, I think he's of the, the the top tier in the league. And so, yeah, if you're able to do that, absolutely. That, But that feels like more of a luxury at this point. And so I feel like if they are going in another direction from Bill, if this is, you know, truly, you know, uh, Bill's farewell season, you know, I feel like because Bill has been such a defensive guru, I wouldn't mind seeing them going to get somebody um with some chops on the offensive side of the ball. As we all know, that is where the league is going. And, you know, a large majority of the coaches who do get opportunities are these quote-unquote offensive gurus. So I would go find somebody in that vein um, to make sure that you have the ability to compete with today's football, which is high-scoring points. Like, yes, defense is the most important, trust and believe me. You know, but the, the offensive game is getting so sophisticated and, you know, teams are, are, are putting so many points on the board. You have to have that figured out. Hawk, if in fact the Patriots decide to go in a different direction this offseason, we've obviously been talking about who could step in for Belichick. But for Belichick himself, how in demand do you think he would be from other teams looking for a new head coach? 
I mean, I think he would be in high demand. I don't suspect that Belichick leaves New England and goes to another team, to be honest. And, and, and as quiet as it's kept, if Belichick makes a decision that he doesn't want to retire from coaching, I honestly don't think the Patriots pivot. To, I think he's earned that respect, and I think that would be hard to argue. Um, they're having a tough go this year. Their offense isn't playing well. Their quarterback specifically doesn't quite been putting on tape the things that you would want out of a starter. And I think they have a lot of issues offensively. But I'm not willing to say that just Bill Belichick as a coach is not is not the right one. I think the the, the logical next step is going to get a general manager if that's what you truly believe in. Is the issues and I think before you just completely part ways with Bill Belichick, you start to figure out, okay, well, how can we divide up the responsibilities a little bit? You still coach this football team, but we're going to go bring somebody in to start, you know, making some personnel decisions. Um, and, again, I think he's, he's earned that, more than earned that over the course of his career in New England. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. All right, Hawk, when you look at the divisions across football, and we are, what, five weeks into the season – Many of us might have said the AFC North might be the best division in football this year. Maybe it's the AFC East. When you look right now, what do you feel like is the best division in the NFL through five weeks? I would say actually the probably the NFC West. Um, obviously the 49ers, I mean, they've been playing lights out. They are my pick for the best team in the league right now. And then if you look at the rest of the, the division, Seahawks are solid. I think the Rams are better than we expected, especially given the circumstances. And even the Cardinals have been putting up more of a fight and playing better games than people came in. And everyone that kind of had them going winless this season. So I think top to bottom, I would go with the NFC West because I think all of those teams to this point have uh, outpaced uh, the expectations. All right, the Niners just hammered the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Carlin and I started looking ahead because we were listening to Austin Eckler speak recently, running back of the Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me, almost got caught there, uh, saying he's 99% to go for Monday night. Well, Monday night, he's taking on the Cowboys. Chargers are off a bye. They've won two in a row. A win here would be very valuable for them getting back to three and two, given the landscape of the AFC. But... That would mean a loss for the Cowboys, which would mean three losses in four weeks. This is a huge game for the Cowboys. How much trouble could they be in against this Charger team? I think they're in a lot of trouble just because, I mean, the Chargers are a talented team, and they've had some close games that they've lost. They've also pulled some of those out, and, uh, you know, we've all talked about their questionable late game um, decision-making of the coaches and the team, but that's the thing about the Chargers. You don't know which Chargers team you're going to get on a given day. And I think the thing that if I'm nervous about for the Cowboys is that defensively, which is the strength of their team, they showed a lot of holes. And Cal Shanahan and those guys did an incredible job with the game plan, kind of spreading them out, getting the ball out of Brock Purdy's hands quickly, but also picking their shots. I think they exposed a lot over the middle of the field. And they did so with pre-snap motion and just subtly getting their defense out of position and capitalizing on it in the pass game, specifically with George Kittle. So, if I'm the Cowboys and you're going against the L.A. Chargers with the arm challenge that Justin Herbert is, if those plays are out there, he's going to find them. And so they have to get those corrected relatively quickly um, because I do think they've, they've given the Chargers a bit of offensive uh, blueprint. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. I heard you talk about this the other day. Uh, when you look at Denver, 
Who is most at fault? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it Sean Payton or something else? You know, I, I would say it's, uh, it, it's everyone definitely has their hand in it. Um, but if I'm being honest, I, I would point more to the coaching staff than I would to Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's blame is being overstated. When I watched that last game, you know, I mean, there's a couple of plays that he, he could have he could have capitalized on. You know, but even in the concepts that they're getting down the field, they don't have enough time for those plays to develop and get open because he doesn't have the protection. You know, and I don't know if that is a uh, schematic issue with that offensive line. I don't know if it's a talent issue. But the reality is, is if you're giving plays that are long developing and your quarterback is too busy looking at his feet because he's having to evade sacks and run out of the way, you cannot find open guys down the field. You don't have the time to. And so when I watched that last film, that's what stuck out to me. Like, Russell Wilson was doing the best with what he had, with what he was presented with. And so the narrative that he was playing terrible, it's just not what showed up on the film. And so when I think about that, I feel like that's a coaching issue or it's something that's the responsibility of the coaches to correct. If we go back a couple weeks, getting 70 hung up on you is absolutely a coaching issue. Players are incredible in the NFL. Even by the worst team to the top team in the league, there is still a certain amount of parity because guys just have a certain amount of talent to be here. So anytime you have a team get beat by that much and have that many points to where the other team has the option of whether or not to break the NFL record that has stood for over 50 years, that's a coaching issue, right? And so that's what they have to figure out first. You can trade, you can talk about blowing things up and getting rid of whoever you want to, but that's not going to fix that problem. Hawk, great stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, also does a podcast with Joe Thomas, the Tomahawk podcast. Um, Not only do I have a lot to say about this Denver situation, because when you examine it more, maybe it's not on Russ. Maybe it's not on Sean Payton. We'll get into that in a sec, but um, got a really a philosophical question today, too. Philosophical question? Well... Is this about the hot dogs from yesterday? You've been thinking and talking a lot about hot dogs in the last 24 hours. No, no hot dogs. No, no okay. hot dogs. Although it is lunchtime. Um, Close. Yeah. It is hot dog time. <laughs> when you have a buddy who says, you know, it, you know you're going to go somewhere. Let's say you're going to a restaurant or something like that. I had something happen recently, and it's, it's still bothering me. Okay. When you have a buddy who says they hear you're going to a particular place. Oh, oh, my friend works there. He'll take care of you. What does that exactly mean? Mm. Because there are some things getting lost in translation. I want you to ruminate on that. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Russell Wilson being chased. He'll be sacked. The ball pops up. Loose on the far side. Racked up over 400 yards on him, put up 31 points on that friend. Who's at fault in Denver? Is it Peyton? Is it Russ? Or none of the above? It actually could be. We explain in two minutes. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance, also on your smart speaker. Want to remind you that if you miss any of the show, you always, always, always can catch it by subscribing to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, the ESPN app. 
Apple Podcasts, wherever you want. Go there, subscribe, rate, and review. I need an answer to this question, though. Recently, I was going to uh, play golf with a friend, and he said, hey, why don't you come play in this charity event with me next month? And, you know, come on out. It'll be great food. I'll, you know, we'll take care of you. It'll be great. And I'm thinking, okay, it's a charity golf event. All right, that's, that's fantastic. Five days out from the event, text me and says, hey, I never got your money. I'm like, what? What, what money? He's, I never got you $250 for that golf event. Like, $250? Well, wait a second. You said it was a charity event. You invited me to come. This is $250. Yeah, I thought maybe, you know, I'd go out there, you know, uh, shake a few hands or whatever. Like, no, 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 it's 250 bucks. That is not taken care of me. And this happened at restaurants before, too. So if you have a friend who works at a restaurant and uh, or a friend of a friend who works at a restaurant and said, yeah, my guy will take care of you. Joe, what is that supposed to mean? Well, there can be layers to it. First off, when you were being taken care of, was it some exclusive golf course that you could otherwise have never gotten on? No. Okay. So it's not as if, because in the restaurant example. It may have been a dog track. (laughs) (laughs) If it's it's the restaurant scenario you're laying out, my friend will take care of you. It could be one of three things. Number one, he's going to get you a reservation. He's going to get you a table at a place that would be very difficult to get a table, right? Like the French Laundry up in Yauntville and the Napa Valley, very difficult to get a table. So if they're able to take care of that, my my friend will set you up. He'll get you in. That could mean one thing. The other thing could be he'll take care of you. You know, you're going to eat for free. That could be another thing. Or it could be a combination of the two. We're going to get you the table. You're going to eat for free. We're going to get you taken care of. So it's ambiguous to an extent, but there are some implications there. In your example, if you're going to be in any situation that involves you having to pay money, that without a shadow of a doubt should be laid out up front. That should never be a surprise down the road. Hey, I'm going to get you set up for this golf tournament if you want to play. Oh, you're in. Okay, just so you know, it's 250 bucks. Don't ever spring that on someone down the road. Money should always be discussed up front. Have it yeah. up front, have it out in the open, so that down the road, there's no room for issue. So it's because otherwise, it always feels it always feels like someone's trying to get away with something. Yeah. That's what always upsets me about the money conversations. Be upfront and honest about it early, so that down the road, it's not a trap. Like we're all going out as this group for a birthday dinner. Eh, who's on the hook for this, right? Are we paying for the birthday couple? Are we paying for the birthday boy? Or if it's the birthday girl, is right. no one doing it because we're all adults? What's happening here? Let's establish these things early so it doesn't get messy later. Yeah, I agree. And like, for instance, whenever going out to dinner and we, we decide to split a check, I check with the other person before I write down what the tip is. What are you tipping? Okay, boom. And they appreciate that. But this is this. Oh, is that's a that's a Joe Fortenball trademark right there. I do the same thing, and then I always add one dollar <laughs> every time. I did it to my dad. I've done it to my dad. I've done it to everybody. That's I will amazing. sit down and I'll be like, "All right, what are you doing for the tip? We're chopping. Okay, we're good." And yeah. then I'll see them write, and I'll write. I'll just be nice and casual, but I always go one dollar higher just to let everybody know. Joe Fortenball is one dollar better than you. <laughs> okay, but. Is it so? It's not rude for me when, if somebody says I'll take, they'll take care of you. For me to say to them right away, okay, what exactly does that mean? 
No, that's fair to ask. It's you know what I mean? Ask. But it feels like it's a little rude to say that in the moment because they're they're being generous in some way. What do you mean when you say you'll take care of me? Well, like if you're... it was a difficult restaurant, take care of me means we'll get you a reservation, right? And I don't even go to high places like that. Like they, like they would throw me out of French Laundry the second they sh- they saw me. You wouldn't like, be allowed in town. No. I can, I can confirm. They wouldn't even let you set foot in town, let alone get inside the building. No. No chance. But, like, what is that? I, I, I don't know. I've gotten burned a couple of times where I've been led to believe, that, yeah, we'll, we'll set you up. We'll get you taken care of. Well, that means to me, you know, I'm not going to go and order everything on the menu. I know people who do that. Like, when they think it's all free, they order one of everything. Oh, see, that's now that's 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 so lacking in class, because, yeah. again, there are limits to everything. There's there's what's called couth. For example, you want to yes. have some couth when you're out in these situations. Yes. If the chef's going to take care of you or the restaurant's going to take care of you, you don't go overboard. You just enjoy the evening in a pleasant way. Someone's doing you the favor. Why are you looking to get every last inch out of them? Right. Like that always I I had an example with that once in college. I I knew a girl who worked at a restaurant. We were I probably shouldn't even say this, but we were we were not 21. Okay, but we were able to procure some beers while we were there. We were watching a flyer. Oh, my God. Really? That's a stunning development. I I, I know that it's it's hard to believe the Joe Fortenball you've come to know and love may have consumed a beer underage. I'm I'm sorry to have to shatter the image worldwide. Meanwhile, I bought beers every Friday night for my entire freshman floor because I had the fake ID. I was going to say, you probably looked like you were 45 at the time. So it's no problem. You should have been doing that. That's not even a when people at college see you coming, like, you know, you're going to have a certain obligation exactly so um we 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 she sets us up we come in for the flyers playoff game and she would do this thing where you could order food all night and she would bring you the tab at the end and she'd charge you for like two things like a tab that should be 200 bucks would be like 35 dollars, right okay so she does that i bring these two guys that have never been a part of this before we go watch the game and she gives us like the 35 dollar tab now i barely had anything i had some wings these guys had dinner everything we'd been drinking pitchers the whole thing 35 dollars they go to tip on the 35 bucks. So they drop like an extra $2 each. And I was like, no, that's not, that's not how this works. I go, number one, she took care of us in a big way. Like we're yeah. not paying for any of the entrees. We're not paying for 90% of what we've consumed. Plus at this time I was 21, but they weren't, they were a month away. Plus you just got to drink the whole night in a bar without anyone questioning you. So like, you got to leave a nice tip. That's the whole point of what's happening here. We take care of her. They couldn't get it through their mind. They sat there and they kept saying the same thing. They go, no, the bill's 35. We tip on the 35. Why would we oh leave more? And oh that became, that, that ruined a friendship because I could not get over the fact that they were so locked into the $35, they didn't even realize everything else that had happened. Or they did, they just didn't care. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's, that's so dead wrong. That's it's disgusting. so dead wrong. Like, if, they're, if, if that bill's 35 bucks, to me, that tip should be 70 bucks. Yeah. I ended up doing that. I left her a ton of money because you want to keep, you're not only taking care of the people that take care of you. They're representing you. Yeah. And you don't want to burn the connect. You never want to burn the connect. I'm going to want to come in there again. I'm going to want this connection again. Why would I be so short sighted as to tip on $35 and walk out and insult her like that? And amazing, just an amazing way to walk through life. You could be, you could pull a handman. Uh, You could do that. Because hey, man, uh, about about a month before we were all up there in Bristol, 
uh, I went up myself uh, before we knew what our show was going to be and went out to dinner with these with with the guys and I, I picked up the bill. And every time I look up, Handman's ordering a different drink. There like, we go. Uh, let me get a Moscow Mule. You got any Merlot? Merlot. <laughs> Handman, am I saying anything out of turn here? Not anything wrong of what I'm saying. Is that accurate? Mm, I plead the fifth. Yeah, exactly. Well, first was, of all, you're not on no, no, trial, no. so that's it not how that works. More and anything? Let's just say it wasn't everything. the only one there that was also ordering drinks. To be honest, that's a rite of passage for board ops and radio producers. That, that's how it works when you go out with the radio host. You try to get them for everything you can. Well, he got his money's worth, that's for sure. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.